Immediately afterwards, Larry and Amanda, his fucking daughter, began what Anna described as a relationship. Yes, an incestual relationship. Bros and hoes, they share the same fucking last name. This is her biological fucking father. And it's about to get even weirder because I'm about to announce Larry. That's his name. I completely forgot it for a second. I'm going to announce Larry's backstory and why he was estranged from both daughters for so long. <laughs> yes, my mama eat you like Jeff Dahmer. Say she on a period. Let's make a mess, mama. I desensitize myself to it. I, 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 uh, I don't know, I went to great lengths. Never did I. Knew it would be this easy. How to month that shit greasy. Yeah, be the nigga shit cheesy. People said to get my corner when I turn around. Oh, it's just measy. Everybody wanna get away from me because I got heebie jeebies masked up like Michael. That game on the Halloween. What would you do with these sexual parts? I wouldn't make the audience or anything. How long ago did this start, so? anything you cancel bro I'm fixated on asphyxiating and breaking this little chick's neck like a pixie stick the sick Satan worshiping bitches get horse whippings I'm in the back through the back door slipping through the crack leaving the corpse dripping the mortician of love sent from above forced and treat her more when she the more stingy I become been doing this for more than a quarter century I'm just numbing my dreaming is it real someone pinch me on the buns do you feel blame are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves go out for a friend? Get 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 a the number one podcast on the internet. And on today's episode, the second episode of the day, it is the Valentine's Day special. The murder of John McGuire. Sit back because this story is crazy. There's dismemberment, incest, and a whole lot of drug using. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce your host for this evening show, Dusty McBalls, a.k.a. the Certified Cougar Hunter, and your host with the most. Now shut up and enjoy this show.
Thank you, Big D, for that beautiful little intro. It is your guys' second episode of the day. How does it feel? Happy Valentine's Day for the second time, all right? It's going to be a good episode today, all right? This is going to be your guys' second true crime story of the day, okay? It is impeccable. It is so fucking good. It is... uh, It's good. It's got all of our favorite things in it, right? It's got crackheads. Specifically meth heads, not crackheads. Meth heads. Incest. Dismemberment. Torture. It's got everything that you could ask for in a good little fucking true crime story, the things that we fucking crave, alright, this is the story of the February 14th murder of John McGuire, it's gonna, it's, it's a big one, so you might want to sit back, you might want to relax, this is going to be hopefully a little lengthy, alright, so instead of only working, you know, eight hours today, You're out there doing six, and I say you're doing six because you're mentally escaping, okay? You're going on autopilot mode right now as we speak, so strap in, get those Crocs on. It's going to be a wild adventure, and let's get this show on the road. So, in early 2019, John McGuire and his girlfriend, Amanda McClure, were living in Minnesota at the time. Now, I only saw this from one source, okay? I saw that, um, what is his name? John lived in Owatonna, which is only 45 minutes to an hour south of me. Kind of creepy. And yes, I know this is another Minnesota story, okay? I was going to do the same Valentine's Day massacre, but last year I did one that took place in Illinois, and I didn't want to go back to Chicago. So, this was the only one that was interesting out of all the fucking little true crime shit that I was looking at, alright? I apologize. We're going back to Minnesota, okay? I know you guys are sick of me talking about Minnesota, but I apologize, okay? Now... I read that John was from Owatonna, and then I read that Amanda was from Chisago Lakes, which I think is north of me. I don't fucking know, okay? I've never been there. I don't know where it is, really, but I think it is a couple hours north of where I'm at. But they were living in Minnesota, and they are a couple of, you know, drug addicts. No disrespect to the listeners that, you know, indulge in some of that, you know, what is the word? Candy. We'll say, we'll call it candy. We'll be PG with it today. Candy, right? They specifically liked meth. They were some meth heads, okay? Now, they were living here at the time and they didn't have any jobs. They were just sitting at the house doing the methamphetamine. And as the money ran out, they started to, you know, not being able to pay rent and they weren't able to have a formidable lifestyle in the Minnesota. So what they decided to do 
is Amanda had an idea that they could drive down to West Virginia and live with her father, Larry McClure. Okay, now, Larry is a weirdo. He's really weird. I'm going to come back to him, but um, uh, dude's fucking weird, okay? And Amanda had been estranged from him for most of her life, and I'm going to circle back around to this, so just be aware of that, okay? And she was living with her adoptive parents here, and, well, not here, well, kind of here. I couldn't really, I don't really know, okay? This, 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 sir, this research was hard because I heard some sources say that she lived with her adoptive parents in Indiana, and then I heard other shit that she was living here in Minnesota with them. So I this case was really, really fucking confusing, and I'm going to apologize because, yeah, it's it's just weird. So Amanda and John were going to drive down to live with her dad, Larry, and at the time... Her other sister, whose name is, I'm trying to think of it, I'm trying to think of it, where is it, where is it, where is it, I'm trying to look, sorry, Anna, so, she is, Anna is living with her dad at the time, now, Anna was also estranged from her dad, because he did some weird shit, and we're going to cover that, like I said, but... She is living with him, okay? So, in early February, um, John and Amanda decided to drive out of Minnesota and head straight to West Virginia. But when they reached Indiana, their car broke down. So, in the midst of, you know, not really panic, but like what the fuck to do... Amanda called her father and asked him to come and pick them up. So, Larry and his daughter, Anna, that was living with him, hopped in his little car. And they, you know, decided to drive from West Virginia to go pick up these, you know, people. They went to go pick up Amanda and John. And as they drove and picked up the couple, they then drove back to Larry's World Trailer near Sky Gusta, West Virginia. And as they were sitting there, they needed to make a quick little buck, so they decided to cook up their own meth. And they went out, got the ingredients, and they started cooking, right? They didn't know the exact formula, but they're like, fuck it, we'll wing it. If this bitch blows up on us, who gives a shit, right? We're just a couple of meth heads trying to live life. Right? Nobody, they didn't care. They had no fucks given. So they decided to cook up their own meth. And unfortunately, it didn't work. And the formula that they did use completely fucked it up and it did not crystallize. So Larry declared it a bad batch and poured it into some glass jugs. They then went out and actually got from one of Larry's friends. They went out and they actually got some high-grade meth. And over the next few days, as the four were, you know, pretty much just smoking that white ice pony, John, at one point, they were out to eat. John had told Larry that he loved 
Amanda and wanted to marry her and he asked for his permission. But Larry, Larry wasn't happy and became extremely angry about John's confession. Anna would later tell reporters after they were caught that her father Larry went into quote-unquote quite a rage. She said over the next few days, he would frequently take Amanda off to where they could privately talk amongst the two, and Anna had no idea what they were even discussing, and she didn't even ask. She wanted no apart of whatever is going on, okay? So, then on Valentine's Day, the family decided to have a special dinner. A little little celebration. You know, Valentine's Day, we all love each other. And John bought a bottle of wine for the family, specifically for his girlfriend. And the dad started to cook some steaks, some yummy, yummy steaks, a little T-bone, a little ribeye, perfectly marbled, just ready for consumption. But this is where it turns really, really bad. This is where it gets dark. This is, this is where it gets sinister. This is just where everything falls apart. And John gets royally fucked. And it is just, I feel so bad for him. And this is why people, okay, this is, this is one specific reason why you probably shouldn't do drugs, okay? Like, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but this is one of those reasons if you do do meth, if you do, if you are on drugs, okay, this might be a reason why you might want to start slowing down and maybe just fucking quit. One, it's perfectly good for your health, okay? You want to live as long as possible, all right? You want to chase your dreams, okay? Got to make sure you live long enough, all right? And two, sometimes you get a little angry and start committing murder. Murder is afoot in this fucking story, and it is about to happen, okay? It's about to fucking happen, but I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, all right? You live it to the fullest. You do what you want to do. Don't listen to my little TED Talk here because we're now about to get into this fucking story. Now, after the family had dinner, they chose to have meth as their dessert. And as the family was just sitting around the fucking living room, passing around the good old crack pipe. Larry suggested that John should play a little game. In quotations, a trust game is what he called it. The game involved Larry tying up John's legs to a kitchen chair. And I don't know why he agreed, but he did. I don't know if it was the drugs or if he was just so comfortable. He was like, okay, whatever, fuck it. Right? But he agreed to be tied to the chair. Now, as soon as his legs were tied, the quote-unquote game turned sinister. Anna said Larry's demeanor 
completely changed and a creepy smile spread across his face. And John could sense it too. He could sense something was terribly wrong and something awful was about to happen. Because after John saw Larry crack that little smile, he leaned down to try and untie his legs. And when he did, Amanda hit John over the head with an empty wine bottle. And it shattered, allegedly. I don't know if it really shattered because I heard it's incredibly hard to break a bottle over somebody's head like it is in the movie. Okay, according to my sources, it shattered. But I don't know 100% because I've, you know, never really hit anybody in the head with a bottle, specifically a wine bottle, because I'm not a fucking psychopath. But allegedly, the bottle broke. When John was passed out, they ended up tying his arms to the chair. Well, they put him back in the chair. Tied his arms behind his back and tied his feet back to the chair. And that's when they decided to wake him up. And Larry began interrogating John. He was asking him, like, who are you? And... Wait, hold on, I lost my spot. He was basically just, like, trying to get information out of him. And he was like, who are you? What are you doing? Like, what, like, like, tell me, like, are you an undercover cop? Stuff like that, because that's what he was trying to get at. Larry thought John was an undercover cop, and John had no idea what Larry was trying to do. Like, he's like, what, like, are you crazy? Like, what the hell is going on with you? And it even got so serious to the point that John even offered to hand over his social security card to prove that he's basically him. I don't know what that would have done because, I mean, agents, if you're going undercover, they give you a lot of fake shit. Passports, IDs, social security numbers, stuff like that. So I don't think it really would have worked, especially if he's a meth head. He's not that fucking smart, okay? He's just a local junkie. So, like... I don't know why he was handing over his social security card, but it wasn't working. And Larry just kept insisting that John was a federal agent. And when John would not confess to what he was being accused of, one or all three of them would beat him at the same time. Sometimes they'd switch it up, you know, it'd be Amanda punching him. The other time it would be Larry, and then after that, all three of them would get in, and then maybe Anna would get in after that. Like, it would break up between one of them, two of them, three of them, then go back to one, two, or maybe go one, one, two, three, or maybe one, three, one, one, three, three. Like, they were all beating him up to get this information of him allegedly being a federal agent when he's not. And at one point through this interrogation, Larry told Anna to inject John with the bad batch of meth. And according to reporters, 
Larry called it a truth serum. I don't... Like, I know there's a conspiracy about the government using, like, specific stuff. Like, okay. I heard that there is a... I've never looked into it, but I heard that there is a conspiracy out there where the government did try coming up with the truth serum to interrogate people. I don't know if that's fucking true, but it's definitely not something a meth head would come up with. Literally giving somebody a bad batch of heroin or meth. Really? You think that's fucking true serum? God, this dude is so stupid, but like he's on drugs, but still really fucking stupid. So after Anna or after Larry told Anna to go inject John with the bad batch, Anna filled up two fucking syringes and injected them both into John's carotid artery, right in the fucking neck. That's where they gave him two needles. Bam. Neck. But, but, according to Anna, she would later tell reporters that she was sure that it would kill him. But it didn't. According to Anna, it only made him stronger. He went Hulk mode in that bitch. He was ready to throw down. This dude was like, you're really, you give me meth, bro? I've been shooting this up for the past five years. You think this is going to fucking kill me and just went Hulk mode, straight crackhead energy type shit. And after they injected the him with the bad batch of meth, they kept asking him questions and he, you know, continued to deny that he was a narcotics officer. And these three assholes, these three meth heads, these three junkies tortured him for three fucking days. Three days. These three decided they were ready to get rid of John for good because he wasn't giving them up information. You know, he was being honest, but to them, they thought he was a narcotics officer. So what did they do? They stood on his, well, Larry stood on his chest and Amanda put a trash bag over John's head while Anna strangled him with a rope. And once he stopped breathing, they wrapped his entire body in more trash bags. Larry then had his daughters dig a shallow grave near the trailer where they buried John. Immediately afterwards, Larry and Amanda, his fucking daughter, began what Anna described as a relationship yes an incestual relationship bros and hoes they share the same fucking last name this is her biological fucking father and it's about to get even weirder because i'm about to announce larry that's his name i completely forgot it for a second i'm gonna announce larry's backstory and why he was estranged from both daughters for so long According to the criminal complaint file by West Virginia Police, it was a sexual relationship. Now, Amanda and Anna hadn't grown up 
with their biological father. And this is why. Larry had only recently been released after serving more than 17 years for sexually abusing relatives between the the ages of 6 and 12 years old. And since they're minors, the victims were kept confidential. I couldn't find them. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I couldn't find them. And from one of the sources that I looked at, this is kind of this is kind of trippy. At the time he was convicted, both Anna and Amanda were in the same range of their father's crimes. So, could have been them, but this is alleged. We don't know who they are, okay? Where where I got this information from on this source said this was alleged. There was no proof behind this. It could have been them or it could have been somebody else. So, now going off of their little sexual relationship between Amanda and Larry, I'm going to fast forward to when they all got convicted, okay? This is just a little pop into the future. So, Amanda and Anna would later testify that their father was extremely jealous of Amanda. Amanda even said that her father killed John because, and I quote, my dad didn't want anyone else near me. And a lot of my sources were saying that Larry may have been allegedly planting the idea that John was a police informant into Amanda's mind in order to get her to go along with his plan. Now, since they all of them were under the influence of meth, I am pretty sure it is not that hard to work somebody up into a paranoid state. You know, but I don't know 100%. I'm just, that was just straight out of my ass. I don't know if that's fucking true, okay? By assumption, I mean, it sounds accurate, but then again, I don't fucking know, okay? But their meth-fueled paranoia didn't just stop there, okay? It gets, it gets wild. It gets even more wild because John was dead and buried, but six days after his murder, the trio started to believe that he wasn't really dead. So they dug him up again and drove stakes, wooden slates, or slats, not slates, slats, and other garbage through his body in order to make sure he was really dead. They then dismembered his remains and reburied him in their yard. Then... Less than a month after the murder, Larry and Amanda took their relationship to the next level. They drove to Virginia and got married with Anna serving as a witness. And because, like all 50 fucking states, incestuous 
marriage is illegal. Well, okay, maybe not in Alabama, but most normal states, marrying your cousin or your daughter or your brother is not fucking normal, okay? Amanda wrote a fake name in the line for Father of the Bride. And in June, John's family reported him missing finally after, what is it, Zach? Four, four months, four months of you know him not returning, they decided to report him missing and posted messages to Facebook trying to find him. But no one seemed to know what happened to him. Like he just basically fell off the face of the earth. And I think he just, from what I read, it seems like he just picked up everything and just moved without telling anyone to West Virginia with Amanda. Now, while Amanda was now living with her husband slash father, she continued to cash John's social security checks. The McClure's then moved to Kentucky at some point. It wasn't really specified. I apologize where Larry was required by law to register as a sex offender, but he didn't. And he eventually got arrested for it in September of 2019 for failing to register as a sex offender. He immediately then told the police about the murder and threw his own daughters under the bus. He claimed that Amanda was the mastermind of their crime that they committed and that he did not know what her motive was. He gave detailed descriptions of the murder and told police where they would find John's remains. Then, on September 24th, 2019, the police went and searched Larry's trailer and they found John's dead, decomposed corpse right where Larry said they were going to be on the side of the house in a shallow grave. And then a few days later in October, Amanda and Anna were also ultimately arrested for the murder of John. Sorry, I forgot his name again. And Larry and Anna were charged with first-degree murder, and Amanda was only charged with second-degree murder in exchange for testifying against her sister. All three pled guilty to their charges. Larry, who had been the first to confess, wrote a short letter stating he did not want the courts wasting, quote-unquote, wasting taxpayer dollars on a trial and apologized for his part in the murder. He was sentenced to life without parole in August of 2020. At Amanda's sentencing hearing in October 2020, sorry, I almost said 2022, in 2020, she testified against her father about his jealousy and her belief that he wanted John dead because John wanted to marry her. She and her adoptive parents also spoke about the amount of control that Larry had over her at her trial. The judge 
in this case acknowledged the history of abuse between Larry and Amanda, but said it was no excuse for what had been done, and Amanda was sentenced to 40 years in prison. At Anna's sentencing hearing in March 2021, she claimed that she had only gone along with her father's crimes because he had threatened to kill her and her children. But Judge did not give a shit, and he also sentenced her to 40 years in prison. So, that's the end of the fucking story. It's a good, 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 great Valentine's Day murder story. Sorry, I wanted to try something new with that story, so I didn't even write any notes down. I was going all off the top of my fucking head. That was impressive. I personally think so, because I have never done that before. Now, the reason I did that was just to, like, I don't know, have a little fun with this episode, I guess. I also really didn't have time to write a script, but I wanted to get this out, so I was just... Yeah, I memorized a bunch of shit, so my brain fucking hurts, but it was a good story. I just can't believe that you would travel from Minnesota all the way to West Virginia... Murder your boyfriend. High on meth and murder your boyfriend. Then get married to your father and then still be tweaking out thinking that John is still alive. Cut him up or dig him up, then cut him up, put him back in the ground. Like, bro, people, this is why you shouldn't do drugs. Like, I mean that seriously. I don't really care if you do drugs. I'm pretty sure you acknowledge that they're fucking awful, but like, come on, people, all right, come on, all right, just, just be smart out there, right, what do I say at the end of every fucking episode, stay safe, so, what do we got going on this weekend, or this week, Shorted Horror Story is gonna be out, it's gonna be a good one, do I know the story yet, nope, but I just know it's gonna be a good one. Um, what else do we got? David Berkowitz this fr- Sunday, not Friday, this Sunday. That's going to be a good one. I'm really stoked. And I just, I still am sorry about last Sunday. I feel bad. Okay. I really do. Cause I was so excited. I know I amped it up, but at least you guys get to hear it this time. So it's a good fucking story. I just kind of burped in the microphone, but that's okay. So, I don't really have much else for you guys. It's the middle of the week. Let's just get through these. Burped again. Let's just get through these last two days so we can just relax, have fun. You know, I'm tired of working, if I'm being honest. I'm a little burnt out. That's okay. We're just going to keep on trucking on. It's not like, you know, I'm like extremely burnt out to the point where I don't want to do anything, but, you know, just got to lay off a little bit. Got to take. Got to take some personal time. Got to relax. Right? That's why I didn't write a script, too. I just... I got so worked up that I didn't have a script. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going to do it with no script. And I think I fucking nailed it. So... That's all I really got for you guys. Now, remember... Stay frosty. Stay foxy. The most important thing... The most important thing on 
this planet. Stay safe, you beautiful peacocks. I love y'all. Deuces.